Hey friend, motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. This is the Mom CEO Suite. In the suite, there's no shade and no shaming. Just sharing and support so we can all thrive at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. Join me as I share my journey, challenges, and aha moments, along with the experiences and expertise of other modern-day moms in business. Welcome to the suite. All right. Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to the suite. Today, we have Miss Nakima Davis with us. She is the CEO of Safe Routes LC. She holds a license in clinical social work in the states of Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. Safe Routes has a team of therapists providing evidence-based individual, family, and couples counseling, coaching, consultation, and educational training with a focus on holistic, faith-based Christian counseling. That was a mouthful. I got through it. <laughs> Hi, Nakima. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Of course. I'm so glad we could get you in, especially with Mental Health Awareness Month. And we are going to talk about that a bit today. So go ahead, jump right in, introduce yourself, tell us about your journey and how you landed in the mental health field. All right. So, yes, I am Nakima Davis, a licensed clinical social worker and also a high performance mindset strategist. I have been woof, in this field since 1999. So the journey, it was a long one, but it was definitely rewarding. I've always been drawn to people. I've always had a heart for people. I would say just my upbringing in Philadelphia. I always just say, we were, I'm an 80s baby, so we were like the first generation of parents affected by the crack and crack cocaine ep- epidemic. And so I grew up seeing friends and their parents and my own family members struggle with drugs and substances. And so it really showed me people, but people in a way that was humanity, right? Like that you could be struggling with something, but you're still an individual, you still have strengths. And you may just need a little bit of support or you may need more assistance, a safe space. So that really drew me to people. I always had a heart for people. And I started this journey just it, being a mentor. So I was a mentor for high school students. Um, and I really liked that. And it was like the school I worked at was in a neighborhood with underprivileged kids and what they would label as disadvantaged. But it was really showing them that college was accessible for them and then they can really do it. And so that was really the start of my journey into social work and to being a therapist. It was really just mentoring the youth. And at the time I was, you know, I was a young adult, but I like to give back. And I always like to support and show people like that there's assistance out there that you can do it. There's greatness in you. And that also that there's a safe space for you. I think that's important for people to know that there is a safe space because a lot of times people are feeling alone in the things that they are going through. And I love that you said you were a people person and you saw the humanity in people. Like sometimes we forget that we're all humans. We have feelings. We all go through different things. We're all struggling with different things. Sometimes it is hard for us to see that. And it does take a special kind of person to be drawn to that and want to help. Thank you for that. It is service that you are doing. So thank you for that. I always like to get everybody on the same level playing field when we have these conversations and 
we throw out terms mental health and things like that. But can you give us a high level overview of what mental health is and all of it encompasses? So, yes, mental health refers to your overall well-being, right? So we're talking your emotional health, your psychological state, your social state. There's a lot of factors that encompass it. How we think, how we feel, how we behave, how we cope with stress. Um, do we maintain a healthy relationship? How we're functioning in our daily lives. So this the overall view. It's mental health is influenced by a few factors. Genetics is one life experiences, environmental factors, and social support. And so while those four things I mentioned may seem small, they are, they're big umbrellas within each other. And so it's important kind of to understand when we talk about mental health, it doesn't, it's not like a synonym with mental illness. It's really just understanding your state, and your overall well-being. Yeah, no, that's a really great breakdown. I even learned more in your explanation. I never thought that it included genetics. So that is something that I know a lot of people do. Where you hear mental health, it is like synonymous with mental illness. And it's that's not necessarily the case. I'm glad that you did mention that. So for somebody that's an entrepreneur, especially if you're an entrepreneur and a mom, can you talk about why maintaining your mental health is so important? It is so important as an entrepreneur. For one, I always like if I start by saying this, you are the brand of your business, right? And so if you are in a space where you're not at your best, this goes, it trickles into your business and really every aspect of life. Like we all know the difference when you're not an entrepreneur, you may be able to slide to the back sometimes when you work for someone. But entrepreneur, you are, it is game time. Every day, lights on. And so it's really important to make sure that you're in good health mentally, physically, I always say spiritually, just the whole person. And a lot of times we forget about the mental space, right? As long as I, as long as I show up, they'll never see me sweat. You know what I mean? That I, never, I ain't going to show them what's wrong. I got to tough it out. And when we continue mm-hmm. to do that, we're really starting to run on E. It's that car. When you go on E, you know how we slowly just come to a stop? For those who ever been or eat, that's how it is mentally. If we just slowly come until finally you're forced to deal with what you have going on. It's so important because we have important roles that we have to show up in our business. We may have employees and we have to problem solve. So first and foremost, you are the brand and you have to take care of yourself. So I wanted to dig into that a little more. We talk about how we are the face. We are the brand. We have to show up. But then there's also the space of needing to take care of yourself. So what are some ways, whether through your own experience or working with your clients, that entrepreneurs can kind of balance that, like still maintain being the face of the business and show up the way that they need to, but not at the risk of their mental health? So first and foremost, practice self-awareness. I promote and I do it with myself, a lot of inner work. What do I, what am I feeling today? What am I thinking today? If you notice the mood, if you notice your mood is all, not just bypassing that, but trying to figure out like what's going on. Am I bothered by something? Am I stressed by something? Some, the other things we can do is know when we need rest and reset. There's days when, yes, we can give it a good old college try and push through. But then there's also days when I need to let my mind relax. 
right? So self-awareness is big, focusing on mental wellness. The same way, think about physically, we're supposed to eat our vegetables and our fruits because it helps our body. We have to turn that same focus in our mental wellness. So what are the things that keep my nervous system stabilized is one big thing, right? What are the things that fill me up, that bring me joy, that I enjoy? As I said, like for me personally, I really like NBA playoff basketball. It's like my favorite time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch. I'm going to call the games. I'm going to eat my wings. And I'm going to do all of that stuff. And that brings mental clarity, mental joy. And so really being able to practice self-awareness, focusing on the mental wellness, the things that bring you joy, that reset your nervous system. Staying present is another thing. We are sometimes so far in the future. Like we will be like, okay, I got to do this next week and by next year. And it's good. I always say it's good to write your, have your vision, make it plain, but let's celebrate where we are right now. So staying in the present becomes really important. And that way we're not sacrificing our mental health because sometimes we think we got to hustle, we got to grind, and then we'll sacrifice that. It's okay. I don't need sleep. I don't need rest. We do. We do. And so staying in the present being thankful for where we are, continuing to learn. And then an- another big thing is when challenges come, be flexible. One thing I really like about sports, especially basketball, is if the guy's in their way, they pivot and go around them. And so we just do that in our own challenges, stay flexible. And that way we won't be saying, okay, I need to sacrifice my wellness here for the sake of this goal or that goal. Because in the long run, again, it becomes harmful to us. I think those are some really great points and especially the piece about self-awareness because I think we, sometimes we're just in this state of existence, right? And we don't even know our own selves or we're not aware of the things that bring us joy. Some people, they might not be able to answer that question, what brings you joy or what are your triggers, things like that. So I think you bring up a great point about just being self-aware about how you're feeling and just really knowing yourself, taking that time to do the inner work, like you said, I think it's so crucial and beneficial, not even just for you, but then how you're able to show up in all of your different roles as the entrepreneur, as the mom, as the wife, if you're a wife. So that was a great point. Now we're still talking about entrepreneurs and moms. And I think a lot of us are high achievers. We're high achievers. We like to set our goals. We like to reach our goals. We're trying to learn how to be in the present, like you said. So what are your tips or strategies for how we can remain in the present, but still reach our goals? So remaining in the present is really looking at where we are now. We set our goals, but the key thing is not to worry about it. So what is the present teaching me now? And as we go through this journey, embracing learning, embracing understanding who we are. So as moms, one of the things that I realized as a mom is I don't I don't wish to go to everywhere with my kids. Like I, I do wish to spend time with them, but there's time that I need for myself. And sometimes we have that, especially as businesswomen entrepreneurs, we have that mom guilt. I have to take them and we have to rejuvenize, make sure that we are definitely staying sharp for and that helps them, that helps our parents into them. Like we said, like really understanding what it, what is it that I'm feeling? And do I need a, I love you kids, but I need a moment for mommy. And then letting them know because we want to teach them good self-care habits too. 
multitasking. Now, as moms, we get really good at multitasking. But I will tell you, it's one of the things that kind of keeps us in the future sometimes. And so I will almost say have a goal when you're multitasking. Don't make that a way of life. One thing at a time. I just recently told someone, I said, I do one task at a time. <laughs> like one task at a time, because if it starts to feel overwhelming with everything that we have to do. So staying in the present is this is due today. I want to do this today. Next week's I'll get to that Friday or whatever as you do it. Because obviously as moms, we learn how to take care of the kids when they sick, get on live, do our thing, have a client call. And that's OK. We just want to have focus multitasking. We don't want to make it a way of life. I like that focused multitasking. One of the things I know that's helped me with multitasking or not being a multitasker is using a planner and writing down all the things that I needed to do and being able to spread it. So we just have all this stuff in our brain. Mm -hmm. But if I put it on my calendar and spread it across the week, then I know on this day, I'm only focusing on this and the rest of the stuff I'll get to later. I like that focused multitasking. That's really good. So we talked about mental health, but you talked about this concept of mental wealth. And so I want to get into that a little bit. What is mental wealth and how is that different from mental health? Okay, so mental wealth specifically is when you focus on the positive aspects of mental health and your well-being, right? And so when we invest in our mental health, we're taking steps to create mental wealth. And that's the difference. They both. Mental health can encompass both positive and negative aspects of your mental well-being. But when we start to talk about investing in your mental wealth, that means we're establishing the riches. Like We're taking those steps to establish the riches of your mind so that when things do come, challenges, seasons that may be more difficult than others, where we have to use a little bit more of our emotional state, we're not blown by it because we have, we've established enough to cover. We're rich in our minds. And I always say, your mind is one of the richest things that you can have. And so that's really the difference. We work to build positive mental health and then we establish it by investing in our mental health. We establish mental wealth. I really like that. And I don't know if y'all caught it, but she said, I was over here typing it so I didn't forget it. <laughs> Establishing the riches in our mind. That's so powerful. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Like, what does that look like to establish the riches in your mind? When we establish it, we're training it. Like, we're training our minds. I work with athletes, and we work to develop an elite mindset. And so we're training our mindsets to, be, one, be, become resilient so that when things do come, it doesn't blow us off, that we understand that this is a part of our routine now. So every day I do something for my mental health. I'm intentional about every day, right? And as we start to do that, we build, and that's how we start to build the riches in your mind. Because a lot of times growing up, genetics, all those all those things that I say influence your mental health is not a focus on how do I sustain it. I may develop coping skills here and coping skills there. But if I understand what's going on with me and the root of a thing, then I'm able to implement right? These positive mental health aspects. And if I continue to implement, then I become rich. So where before I may have said something negative, I sow seeds of positivity now. It comes to me because it becomes a habit. 
That makes total sense. And you also said you do something every day for your mental health. So can you give some examples of what that looks like just day to day? What does that look like for you? Okay, so for me personally, I really enjoy meditation. And so I have an app that actually is called Encounter. It it has meditation, guided meditation using scripture. And so it helps me to stay in the present because when you wake up, you may have several tasks to do. But it helps me to start off my day in the present um, and then meditating. And because my practice is founded on biblical principles, that's really important for me. It's a strength. Another thing that I do is I definitely take mental inventory on how I feel that day. And so what is going on with me? Is it something that I'm thinking on that I may be thinking on a little bit more? It may be a task. It may be a goal. I try to process where I am, what I'm thinking, things that I have to work on without beating myself up. So I always say that, like, we can, you know, search our heart, think about what we're thinking without beating ourselves up. Another thing is I make sure that I talk to someone each day that I love and whether it's my children, whether it's my friends, whether it's my spouse, whether it's my parents, my coach, I try to have enriching conversations. Then another thing is fresh air. And so especially for entrepreneurs, especially if you work from home, right, we could be just in the house. So I always say, even if it's for your lunch break, take 10 minutes and go outside, see your surroundings, smell the air and just get out the routine. So that's something that I do. Another thing is drink your water. Drink your water. I definitely try to keep my water and take up my vitamins, my, my nutrition. And just recently, I really started this to, as I understand the impact of it, getting a good night's rest. I used to have the worst sleeping hygiene. <laughs> TV was on. So I could tell you what was on ESPN. And I was supposed to be asleep. So I could tell you what happened, what was going on. And recently in the last, I would say six months, I started to develop a sleeping hygiene. So the TV goes off. I'm down at a certain time. I put the phone in the place where I'm not able to get it and start scrolling. And so those are just the things. And I find that I've been more sharp and have more clarity and actually gain more ideas. That rest piece is so true. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where it comes from, but those bad habits, man, we just got to break them. And now I even I take naps during the day now. And it's uh, that quick nap is a game changer. So those are definitely some great insights. I just like to paint a picture for people because sometimes it's what does that really look like? How can I implement this in my day to day? I wanted to also ask sometimes in our community, black community, faith based community, there's this taboo. Uh, or just a stigma attached to going to therapy. What are your thoughts about that? And how do you encourage those to go to therapy? Yes, there's, there is still a stigma. We, how many times we have we heard what happens in our house stays in our house, or we don't need to talk to nobody, it's nothing wrong, those kind of things. To keep it plain, I always say this, we learn about mostly anything. When we want to learn how to work our iPhones, we search it up. And we learn when we want to learn about workout plans or we want to learn about meal plans. We look it up and we ask somebody we go for the faith based community. If we're struggling with something, maybe in the scripture or spiritually, we go to the pastor. We ask. We come to Bible study. We want to learn. 
when it comes to ourselves, we're shy to learn about things that can improve ourselves. For the business entrepreneur, we went to school or we go to the business retreats and we learn, right? We learn about the money. We learn about the taxes. We learn. But there's such a stigma about really learning about yourself. It's no different. So that's what I say. I usually connect with people and I say, what's the last thing you learned? And they can tell me and this is how they do it. And they got on YouTube because you can learn a lot (laughs) on YouTube. And I say therapy is no different. You're going to go and you're going to learn about yourself. You're going to learn about patterns. You're going to learn about effective communication. You're going to just learn a different way so that we can enhance your mental wealth. And so that's how I like to address it with people because it's just no difference. It's just self-growth in the same way that we learn everything else. I love the answer and I'm going to use it (laughs) because I'm trying to advocate for somebody to go to therapy or counseling. And it is true. Just never really thought about it in that way. So I wanted to just switch our gears a little bit as we begin to wrap up. We're here in the mom CEO suite. So as a mom and entrepreneur, have there been any specific challenges that you faced at that intersection in trying to manage motherhood and entrepreneurship? And if so, what helped you to get through those challenges? Yes. So for me, it's balance. It's a... It's not something that is always a one answer. Okay, here's the way you balance and there's it. There's things that, there's things and places that I need, that I will need to be for business, but then there's also places that I need to be for my children and responsibilities. I will say my children are hectic. So I have a high-performing athlete who travels for track and I am very much the momager and the track mom. And so it's a lovely challenge to have. But sometimes just just knowing, okay, I got to be here. All right, when is this? All right, can I make it here? And then knowing when I need to go for my business and knowing when I need to stay back for support. And so what I've done, which has been really helpful, is I talk to my children about the business. And when I do need to be somewhere, if I'm going to miss something, I do try to, I tell them where I'm going, what I'm doing. Recently went on a business retreat. And I didn't go to a track meet. And my son was like, oh, you got all this stuff from the business retreat? Oh, I need a track retreat. And so really just involving them in my life, involving my daughter in different places that I need to go so she could see, one, what her mom does. But she knows that I have a business, but actually see me in doing it. So I found that including them um, really makes a difference. And just really talking to them about, okay, hey, I'll make this and hey, I may not make that. And so balance for me is just an ongoing thing as they grow. But I'm blessed. I don't look at it as a bad thing. It's just more of a let's come together and talk about this is what's going on this week. Yeah, and I think that's good. And you're speaking to communication and including them. And I think that can be beneficial, not only just for children, but other people that are in the life as well. Because people just like to feel communicated with and just know What's happening and what's going on? And I know that's something sometimes people struggle with, but communication definitely helps and is essential. This has been a good conversation for sure. Let us know what you have coming up, if anything, and how people can get in contact with you. Okay. We are kicking off Mental Health Awareness Month, and I have something special for my up-and-coming mental health professionals and therapists. 
One of the things that I did when I started my business, I really just took the time and researched it and wrote things down and wrote the challenges, wrote the hurdles, wrote the things that were successful. So I have a three-part masterclass about how to start your successful private practice. And for Mental Health Awareness Month, for all my therapists, the masterclass will be free of charge because we're in demand. And I also want to be in position to help. It is not easy for all the requirements and everything that we have to do. And a lot of times it's just lack of resources. So I definitely want to make sure that I provide a resource for my up-and-coming therapist. Other than that, Safe Roots LLC has a team of therapists. Should you find the need for mental health counseling or therapeutic wellness coaching, we have a team of therapists and counselors who can assist you in that area. Awesome, awesome. And all of this information will be in the show description. So make sure, especially therapists, y'all get in on that masterclass, F-R-E-E. Okay, and I know it's going to be good with valuable resources and information. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, or if you just want to ke- connect with Nakima and her business, all of her links will be available to you as well. Nakima, thank you so much for coming in and enlightening us about mental health, mental wealth, and just sharing part of your journey with us. Definitely appreciate that. It's been a pleasure being here with you guys today in the suite. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.